Attention Pokemon players, you're listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Jake feels the heat, Chuck pulls gold, and Baltimore is this week. How we doing, my friends? How we doing? Baltimore is this week, and I am feeling the last minute pressure. That's <laughs> for sure. Feeling it. Uh, <laughs> feeling you've, been, it. you've been on it. Um, you know, for the last you know couple weeks, you're like, I'm set with my list. I'm not changing it. And all of a sudden, pre pre game, you're uh, having a little bit of second thoughts. Uh, let's let's talk through this a little bit. Uh it's just it was we had a, a case tournament this weekend uh, at my local store. Uh, so it was a good show up for people. We had I think 30, 36, 38 people show up. Right. Um, and I took. What was going to be my wrist list, the Ice Rider, Palkia, and I just, I only went, I went 3-1-2 on the day, so I mean, I didn't lose a bunch, but I just was like, very unhappy with my results, right. finished 10th uh, on the, on the, and so it's not a bad finish, um, but I don't know, it just was like, there's certain times where I was struggling to get stuff, and it was frustrating me, but I think I just feel like, I don't, I can't get off the horse i think i need to stick with it so. yeah i i would say stick with it um for sure i mean you kind of spoiled a little bit of uh what i want to talk about in a little bit about you know pre-baltimore but um you know aside from your list and how you're feeling um how was your week uh, anything happened this week i mean i have it's been busy pokemon wise every week so far uh but just busy in general uh with life and then we had our, I had that case tournament. Then we had the pack battle. We got to open some packs with right. Gumi. Uh, and then uh, just still trying to squeeze in practicing and, and spend time with family as well, too. And they, they're there. They got to spend time <laughs> it, with them. So. It's a hard juggle uh, yeah. to be able to continuously practice and refine your game going into these tournaments uh, and still maintaining a family life. Um, trying to, you know, do that is definitely the struggle. Um, yeah. for me, I'm trying, that's why I'm trying to incorporate Brody in it. Cause I, he does have, you know, the interest, um, you know, so as long as he can, we can kind of have that together, it's, I, I won't feel as guilty spending as much time, but like, I, I think, you know, I, I always feel guilty for spending as much time as I do, uh, playing Pokemon or doing something <laughs> Pokemon related. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hear you on that one too. Um, but just, you gotta find time cause you can't really go in blind as they say right uh, just you're setting yourself up for maybe not the funnest weekend so no, depending on what you want to do of course but um yeah i i mean this week was it was a little crazy um you know doing locals and practicing like normal um doing the pack battle with gumi which we're gonna talk about that here in a second and then you know like like you um spent sunday basically just watching football um, which is yeah. odd for me because uh, I don't usually watch football. I'm a hockey fan more than anything when it comes to sports. Uh, but, you know, wanted to spend time with the wife and kid, uh, and that was a good thing to do. Um, so now just did a little bit of practice today, and I'll continue on. Um, I know our league, our local league isn't doing league this week, so I'm going to be um, just doing some practice sessions too on Thursday um, leading up to uh, Baltimore. Uh, just getting those last minute, uh, you know, deck refining uh, ideas in there. Uh, but um, that, yeah, that's basically it for me as far as Pokemon in this last week. Yeah. 
that's, I mean, still busy. So, uh, and, of course, uh, of course. Yeah, but you. let's let's talk a little bit about our uh, box battle with Gumi over there at Oregon Pokemon. Obviously, uh, a good friend of the podcast and an awesome awesome content creator. Um, and we always have a chance, you know, every set now is kind of becoming a annual thing. Every time a new set yeah. drops that we do um, a three-way battle um, with our own kind of point system uh, going into cracking some packs and, you know, there's punishments involved, which I think is very unique when it comes to pack openings. I mean, a lot of people uh, crack a lot of packs when it comes to, you know, whatever set drops um, at the moment, but not a lot of people get punished for it. <laughs> so there are a couple times it. where I felt pretty good this weekend. And then I just, my, my uh, dreams were dashed um, in two separate rounds, one by you, one by Gumi. Um, that was, <laughs> that was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I think we had a really good battle all the way to the end. Um, right. Uh, there was a lot of, a lot of fighting as, as they would say too, like, like you said, uh, you had, we have you know our pools and then people just come out with some bangers right. all of a sudden and steal some uh steal some wins uh i'm not not quite like the banger of the last round of the day my that had, gosh like the last three packs i had were insane i couldn't have planned the last three packs out better if i tried ever again uh i don't even remember what i pulled i would have to go back but i know i pulled um at least the gold mew um and then I pulled the the Charizard and Akiram in my last pack, I think. And then there was something else in my third to last pack that was just ridiculous. Um, just having all the pulls, it was it was great. Um, it was great to see us all actually guess that energy. Uh, so two battles ago, I don't think I got a single guess that energy right, and we all got five, which I think is pretty respectable, uh, especially yeah. for you know a pack battle. Uh, and then. Uh, to piggyback on that, I think the reason I over ended up winning, which had like, I had a crazy amount of points at the end for us, um, was because I picked three, uh, you know, every round you get to, you know, call your pull um, and you have three packs to do it. And I actually did it three times. Like, yeah. And they can't be just like a, you know, just a, a random basculine or something like that it has to be a like a trainer gallery or or, you know, any of these rare cards like a Garatina V um, or any, anything like that. And I, I, for some reason, somehow I pulled, I called my shot three times uh, netting me 15 additional points, which I think sealed it for me yeah, <laughs> ultimately. Yeah. Uh, but it was still fun overall. I think I may have had the biggest highs, but I might've had the the lowest lows as well uh, in that pack battle. <laughs> well, I mean, my high came right, right at, right out the get-go with the the steal of the the gold card at the last pack right just as just a steal um but yeah i mean it was it was great i mean there is a lot of it was a lot of fun uh and it, it was a good time around and we did all really kind of pull a lot of really good stuff um but i think the calls this time really made the difference in our overall scores right on who would win right uh i I had, uh, I did not call anything. I did not get a single call on my pulls, uh, but I had a really respectable score still at the end. Right. But, I think, uh, I think previous to this, the, the highest overall score would have been 27. I believe that was you. 
in the mm-hmm. in the round that you never actually ended up playing because of your move. And I believe mm-hmm. you beat that, and we all beat that score. So we all had great boxes, and it was it was pretty entertaining. Just you know, for for the for the chat and everybody, just to be able to, um, you know, you know, share in all of that success that we were having. Hey, and maybe it's like like a little bit of scientific evidence there. Like, hey, hit rates are going up, guys. Hit I, rates I, are going up. Yeah, I mean, not to stray too far off of um, the topic here, but. Um, I did actually open up another uh, booster box up today, but previous to the podcast with my son. Um, and I had quite a few good hits, uh, another really good box. Um, and some of the pulls included a, um, I got a Zorark V, a V star and a gold V star. Um, got a one, one on the Gudra. Um, and then what else did I get? I got a, a bunch of other um, cool stuff. I got some full art trainers, um, all in one box. So the two boxes I've got so far um, were out of this world. So I think that at least in the early printing uh, of Lost Origins, it seems like they're the way to go. Um, you know, second prints, third prints uh, may not be as hot. So get it while, while it lasts, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I have to I need to watch to exactly see what I pulled. But out of that one box, I had a lot of really nice things. Like three trainers, three full art trainers, like or maybe one, maybe two in a rainbow. There's yeah. three full arts, um, plus a gold and a. I got gold and rainbow in one box. Like, right. I'm happy. It, it, I've seen it being a theme uh, that people are pulling like lines of stuff, not necessarily a huge line, but like a one one or a two one or something like that. Um, and, and I definitely did that with the the, the Zora arc. Um, I've seen people do it with Garatina and Gudra. I did it with Gudra as well in this box. So it's been um it's been nice to see they're kind of like pairing those as well i don't know if that's coincidence or not but still well they are well this is a little bit of a tangent uh i did read that uh the the newest set they're releasing in japan i guess they're they're marketing it or or building it i don't know how they're how they the word is but they're packaging it so that you can play it in uh, like a, a build format or like a draft format. So like right. if you get a V-Star, your reverse hollow slot is the V. Okay. That, so that, that makes it a lot more user-friendly. Yeah. So uh, that's really cool. I don't, I mean, this is, this is in Japan. So don't, I highly don't expect this to come to the U S but I mean, that is a really cool thing if it did, because then you like, uh, then you get the, the pairing as you go but i was also with like the later in the the reading i was you all if you if you get the v it's only you only get the v it's only it's only if you get the v star right that you get right. the pair but hey still um even if it's in just japan uh you know pokemon is making it just that much better for the players it doesn't matter where you're from uh so i do love seeing that and hopefully that just kind of continues yeah uh, but before we jump off of the pack battle, one more thing um, I did mention, um, I was feeling the heat and punishments. There was a lot of fun punishments, you know, squats as normal, sour candies, uh, birdie bots. Although this time I had a fresh jalapeno from our garden and I am not one for heat. And I felt it for hours after where, you know, I had to take a bite out of the, the jalapeno, lots of seeds. Um, lots of heat and I was crying on stream. Luckily, I didn't like, get it all over my fingers and rub my eyes, uh, drank milk 
that didn't help at all. Um, they <laughs> lied. The scientists lied. They say it's better than water. It didn't seem to help me. Um, <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I just had the hot jalapeno because I know some jalapenos aren't super hot. Uh, this one definitely was. In... It might have been the seed. It's definitely probably the seeds added extra heat. A lot right. of the heat is hidden in the seeds. And you're really not supposed to eat them all. You usually don't eat them when you like cook when they're with raw. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, when you like cook with them, you usually like deseed it, and then you just the heat is still in the pepper, but the seeds don't really add any taste. They right. just add a whole lot of heat for no reason. And I know I was dying over there, and we both got punished that round, and you were just having some <laughs> some hot sauce, and. uh like you and not that like, hot, oh, this hot is a sauce. little bad. You're like, this is not that bad, or it's a little bad. And then you you felt bad for me because I like five minutes later, we still didn't open another pack. I'm still dying. And you're like, I'll do another one just for you. <laughs> yeah, you were you were still crying. I oh not crying, but you were dying right over there from the heat. And then I was just like, Well, I'll just keep I'll just keep eating hot sauce till you, you recover. Right. Because <laughs> I hope everybody you know enjoyed it and if they did um maybe we could do this in the in the future where we all have some jalapenos in there so it's not just me getting uh, tortured yeah I mean I didn't know you were gonna bring one I, I didn't know it. until two minutes before and I'm like hmm, this is a good idea yeah, <laughs> people yeah, will like to see this good idea. I didn't think it would be that dramatic it obviously was yeah and, and I see your wall doesn't have nearly as many posters on it right now as as it did well, the other day. You will be surprised that every single by the end of the stream and before uh, I even cleaned up the every single one ended up falling off the wall. <laughs> oh man! So how many <laughs> fell off in the middle of the stream? Like two or three? Two, two, two the, okay. Two, and then the, two stream the stream ended. Everything else. And I, I think I want to say like maybe an hour afterwards, I looked back in the room and every single one of them was off the wall. <laughs> So uh, I definitely knew I used temporary like hanging options, but uh, I definitely need to it, relook. It was a nice what... change of pace seeing something on your wall for a change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I definitely have to look into uh, different options on hanging stuff because that's not going to work permanently. Um, I'm look into more frame framing some stuff. So right, right. Well. Um, when you do that, hopefully we do start doing some live podcasts again. I know it's been a little while, which is life in the way with, um, you know, with your move and everything with uh, yeah. the work craziness on my end, uh, and your end, um, we'll see if we can get a couple, uh, live streams in, uh, in the, in the near future. Yeah. I can always put up the temporary posters so there's not just <laughs> blank space behind me. So that's right. All right. Uh, cool. Al Creamy always likes to come out and play too. So. Yes, yes, Al Creamy does. You love yeah, my, your, my uh, one Al Creamy game. plush, which oh, I thought you were talking about the uh, the, the poster, uh, but that's nah. cool. You got yeah, a cool uh, little my plush. One, there. She, she was she was out on stream yesterday, so or Friday, or yeah, Saturday, whenever we did it that day, it was Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you know, again, I it was really fun doing that. I can't wait to do the next one uh, with Silver Tempest because, you know, I'm pretty sure that's going to be the game plan uh, is to do another pack battle then. Uh, but until then, um, we got some tournaments coming up because the season's about to start again uh, for the 2023. Uh, this weekend will be the kickoff of the 2023 season at Baltimore with the Baltimore Regionals. Um, and you kind of talked about it, alluded it with uh, Ice Rider, but are you excited for the season? I, I am excited for the start of the season. Um, 
I am uh, a little like like I said, uh, worried about what how this might go because of previous performance, like with what I was going to play. But I am excited for the start of it. Um, and then we just got to get through Baltimore in this this format that we all know and have overworked. Right. So that's entirely like who knows what's going to work at this point in time. Probably the same things that we've uh, Correct. seen already work. Um, so it's like, why try and re- reinvent the wheel? But uh, yeah, when the when the meta is drastically going to change after this because of the new cards. And we'll talk about that later. Uh, I don't want to talk about any of the new cards quite yet. Um but yeah, I don't I don't think reinventing the wheel necessarily is that. I just it's more of a meta call. And do you think that we're gonna see this about the same as you know uh, as worlds, or do you think we're gonna see uh you know an influx on this deck or that deck? Um so we'll we'll kind of talk about that and maybe some potential matchups that you are worried about and maybe some strategies on how to win. Um so you did say that you are going to stick with Ice Rider Palkia. Um, that seems to be what you're you're going with. Um, do you yeah. have? Are you playing with the Bibero engine or with Inteleon? Uh, I that was my latest testing was with the Bibero engine. Um, now, the biggest difference I like uh, between that and the Inteleon, like you know, Inteleon, you get you get the cards you want at the time, but sometimes you're limited in how many cards you want to get. Yeah, and to make combos work, you might not be able to get enough at, at once. Uh, depending on how many drizzles you have down. Right. Yada, yada, yada. But um, it's really nice to get the cards you want with Intellion. But the barrel, you can see a lot more cards with uh, um, Ice Rider. And right. uh, the one thing uh, that we've talked about multiple times, first, first person, is that it is a lot easier to, uh, when you, uh, you need that second energy for Ice Rider after you've melanied, to draw into it um, right. uh, because otherwise you'd be like drizzling and bucketing and blah, blah, blah. But it is that that was a something that I've seen was a lot easier. Um, but at the same time, as you can see more, more cards, you're not, no, you're not getting the card you exactly need. So yeah. sometimes you just kind of can whiff on some stuff. If you're like, I need, right. I need this, this turn, whatever the X card is and you can be like, well, and then whiff because you're just draw, you're just drawing cards. Right. I agree. Um, for me, I mean, we'll talk more about ice rider here in a second. Uh, but for me, I think I'm going to go with Arceus peak with a dark package to deal with Mew. In my opinion, I think we're going to see one last uptick in Mew. Um, uh, so mm-hmm. I don't want to lose to Mew. And I don't want to lose to Reggie's. Um, you know how I've been on this Tapu Koko um, kick. And I think Tapu Koko is great in so many situations. But I ultimately, I think I'm going peak over Tapu uh, for two reasons. Um, and one is the energy cost is uh, for peak is lightning and double colorless. Um, for Tapu, it's double lightning and a colorless. So um, there's less versatility when it comes to you know these other Pokemon. Um, having the double, you know, that, that is huge. Um, and then secondly, I just don't want to lose. I don't want to lose to Reggie's. Uh, I don't I, want to lose to, <laughs> to the single prize decks. Um, you know, the, the, the Lunarox having these craziness. So just getting out a, 
getting out a peak and then just smacking. And I know they have the boss and rope play, but they can only do that a limited amount of times, especially and then if you can get, um, you know, something else out there, um, you know, have another peak ready. Um, it's just still favorable. Um, mm-hmm. Not to say it's unwinnable for Reggie's, but it's definitely an uphill battle. Um, and I want, you know, to be at least favored in that matchup. Um, so those are the biggest reasons um, in the mirror match. I feel that that peak just. I really wish I could have Coco then because I know it, it would have won me a few games just for the paralysis and or just the weakness um, hitting against another peak uh, and not taking weakness from the peak and having to get them to do, um, you know, decision um, and I don't know how popular Decidueye is going to be still. Uh, we'll see. Um, it's Time will tell. Uh, I'm okay if, if the Arceus gets knocked out. But yeah, the, the Tapu Coco, uh, maybe not so much. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Well, extra prize there is a little iffy, iffy. Right. So in your Ice Rider, how do you plan on dealing with the Reggie decks uh, of the world or the Lunar Rocks? Do you have Tex in there? Um. The, I guess I, I, well, I know I have one tech, which I've been trying to think of. I don't want to lose Reggie either. And Reggie's give me a little bit of pause because there are uh, Reggie's that I'm, I'm playing Pokemon that Reggie's can hit for weakness. Right. So uh, that was the one thing I've kind of, since Reggie's has come out, I've been playing decks that Reggie's really don't hit for weakness, like grass decks or something, something that just doesn't, you just keep, keep hitting. And then right. they're kind of hit like wet noodles because they're not hitting for weakness. But um, I figure I, I know how to play around it. So you can still play, like I'll just outplay the Reggie player uh, because they have to have a lot of moving parts. Right. But uh, the only real tech I have in there is Empoleon, uh, which Empoleon can win you games uh, yeah. as long as they don't get path. And I think a lot of Reggies don't play path anymore. Uh, they play more of the pokey pokey stops because uh, they want to start getting those, you know, those search cards out there um, with the, you know, the pokeballs, the, the ultra balls, the level balls, whatever they're using. Um, so I don't know. Um, I think I think that Empoleon might be enough. Um, if you can just get the, if you can just chain that energy over and over again to keep getting him powered up, um, that might be still a pretty decent tech. Yeah, um, it worked in my one K. I did play a, a, a deck with Luna Rock, the the the, the Soul Rock and Luna Tone right. combo, but with uh, it had uh, Shadow Rider with it, and uh, I managed to do well against that uh it was it came out to a tie but it's one of those the ones that i feel like i should have won mm-hmm. just didn't play fast enough um because we only finished two games but uh yeah uh, the empoleon came in clutch um For sure. so just turning off those abilities in that in that aspect with slow rock and lunatone like uh, empoleon is definitely enough in terms of reggie's it should be okay um, but I've really liked, I'm tr- trying to think of whether I want to throw a temple or a collapsed in there. Now I pulled a gold collapse and I was like, maybe that's a sign. <laughs> but then I was like, uh, the heart of the cards. Yeah. Maybe that's a sign that if I collapse and then take a knockout and then it might be good, but I've always leaned towards temple because if it sticks, you just kind of like 
like screw over Reggie with their edge energies. Um, right. And it has a little bit of, it doesn't hurt as bad to Arceus decks, but you can, if you hit it at the right time when they don't really have anything to do about it, it can just like, uh, I can't attack now because their double colorlesses, which are important, are now singles. So, yeah, it's very true. Uh, and again, it's just a medical. Um, if you, you know, if you feel like that's going to, if there's going to be a heavy Reggie's or, or you know, a special energies, um, that tempo is pretty good. Um, Collapse Stadium, again, um, has some versatility in many different facets against a bunch of different matchups. So um, it really just depends on where the meta is and if we see much of a change. Yeah. So with your Ice Rider, um, how do you plan on beating Mew? I think that's a deck that I'm concerned about this weekend. Um, do you feel the same about Mew and popping up into the meta? I do feel the same about Mew. Um, uh, we both, I think we came to the same conclusion of trying Halucha Tear uh, Radiant at the same time, just because it gives you uh, an extra out to that Mew where mm. Choice Belt Halucha does it. Um, the only kink I've seen in that is the Oracorio, which isn't as popular in Mew at the moment from what I've seen in high uh, yeah. decks. I mean, even if that, I mean, not to say it's going to consistently happen, but uh, if you play a Leon, you can still overcome them yeah. even with that. You so. still have an out to beating it even with Oracorio, right? Because with all the outs that I've put in with adding the Halucha, because I didn't feel that I needed Greninja that much. Right, I agree um, with you. With, with Bibra. So um, with putting in Halucha, um, you can just choice belt Halucha, and he's searchable, obviously, with any of the ball cards that are in the deck. So you can just grab him when you need him, and then, bam, take the knockout that they didn't see kind of coming. And you can have the still you still have the option to Melanie into that play. Right. And then I've, I've done the whole other play. So it gives you more outs to taking that uh, big knockout. And then Ice Rider hopefully provides enough HP that it's really hard to keep up with the price trade from you uh, because hopefully you're taking uh, like four to five prizes with your one Ice Rider to their one three prizer. Right. Which then you can hopefully back up with two Palkias, so they're taking seven prizes. Um, that's that's the game plan. Um, I've played it a few times. It can work, uh, but Mew has really good speed. So sometimes, yeah, the thing is, yeah, Mew uh, just outspeeds things, and it still does. Um, so, and the Mew matchup, yeah, the Mew matchup is kind of the reason I stuck with, because, you know, I played the the, the Ice Rider. Um, you know, I straight played straight Palkia, but I, I went back to... Um, Arceus box um, because of Mew and the speed because um, I think there's going to be a pretty decent uptick. Um, so I went back to that deck because I feel one other way that you can beat it is play Path to the Peak um, and then potentially two-shotting it slash one-shotting it um, with weakness. So um, playing some dark attackers in there um, also with the Path to the Peak to try to stick him. Um, so that's kind of my strategy. Um, you know, Marnie Path take Oko um, and, you know, hope it sticks uh, is, is my strategy. Uh, and obviously it's a pretty decent matchup. Um, obviously you can do new things and just kind of run you over if it hits the nuts. And um, it 
typically doesn't even worry about um, burning cards. So uh, even if you play it perfectly on your first turn, if you go first, they can still flip a heads on a pokey catcher, get your, your Arceus up there, and then just uh, punish you um, with Meloetta. So that's always still, you know, something to concern. But you can't, I mean, I guess that's the, you can't worry that that's going to happen because if it does, there's nothing you really in your control um, as a player to, you know, prevent that um, currently. Yeah, that's the tough part on my part because Ice Rider kind of falls into that trap if you have to start him. It probably you probably will. Uh, I don't mind starting Palkia. I don't mind starting Badoof. I mean, it would stink if it was the only Badoof, but at least that. But I, I mean, anything other than Ice Rider, just because he falls into that trap and he's two prizes, um, is that because he's at 210 HP and he just all it needs is that El- Elsa Sparkle with a Melota. And yeah, I mean, one, you have one a, at least if you have Palkia, it's like you need at least another power tablet. So it's just, right. but. It's all dependent, so yeah, we'll see. Um, you know that that matchup is you know very polarizing, I guess. And at least for me, I'm not gonna. We've seen so much, you know, focus taken off of me lately. Um, even going into worlds um, with you know all of the um, baby Jolteons to stop the the shady dealings, and we've seen definitely a drop off of shady dealings since worlds, at least. Um, in our local leagues, um, online, I played a couple online tournaments today, um, plus ladder haven't really seen a lot of shady dealing. So, uh, I don't know if we're going to still see that if, if maybe you'll, you'll see some more coming up with, uh, Baltimore. Um, but yeah, ultimately we haven't seen a lot of hate from you and I think Mew thinks it's time to come up. So, um, I'm going to be making sure I won't lose to Mew or at least have a, a very unfavorable matchup. Yeah. Um, I would, I would go with that. And I definitely have Mew. Mew is that one of the top priorities in my mind um, in matchups uh, within my deck, basically putting my radiant slot to that matchup. Right. Um, granted it, how, what I realized is a Lucha um, is very useful in, the random stuff that you might see, right? Uh, because usually that contains a VMAX of some sort. Um, but uh, that's the main matchup of why that's there. So mm-hmm. it, it comes in handy. Are there any other matchups that you're worried about, um, you know, that you might think that are at least 50 50 that uh, you feel that it's worth mentioning? Um, no. Like how would you how will you as Ice Rider um Palkia deal with uh Inteleon or no I'm th- not sorry not Inteleon uh but Arceus Dex in itself um well, whatever variant it may be. It's a see that that's a it's that one's probably a little bit 50-50, but I feel like if we're all if we're both decks that are hitting on full cylinders, I think mm-hmm. I get the 60-40 edge because my I, I just easily KO Arceus. I should right. be able to easily KO Arceus. And that's the the line to go down. Uh, and then whatever he has left to hit me um, shouldn't be able to KO Arce, uh, Ice Rider. Um, I would tend to agree. Um, uh, although I feel like that deck, at least to start, has to potentially, um, you know, go through a lot of resources. Um, 
to get set up. Uh, so you might have some crowbats out there um, or some fish, uh, depending on, you know, the deck. Uh, so there is still a lot of opportunity for the RCS deck, no matter what it is, um, to gust around and take a couple yeah. KOs on some two prizers. Even the Palkia itself isn't safe. Uh, I think the reason Palkia generally has gone to Ice Riders because the steel uh, weakness opposed to lightning and just having, you know, different options for different matchups. Um, so, I mean, if that Palkia goes down, you're, you're definitely relying on Melanie instead of gusting. Um, and you might not have the KO depending on what's in the active. Um, so, I mean, there's a big give and take. It's definitely a close matchup, but I tend to agree if everything's going um, equally for both players, it may be slightly in the favor of, yeah. of Palkia. In playing it, um, I usually try and stick to Ice Riders, and I won't put a Palkia down until after Starbirthing right. so that it's not just a, a, a bot. Like, let me go grab my boss and take this knockout mm-hmm. um, because it is that easy for that that kind of deck. Um, to hit the Palkia and then because it has to sit there for the turn. Right. Um, but I mean, I try and sneak him in later because he usually does provide some sort of, whether it's the star portal or something, he'll provide something in the matchup as long as it's not just an easy early KO. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, the hopefully um, it should, that's the, the go taking the RCS out first. And then, uh, if you if you can, you can one you can still one shot Pika, if that's what he built up first, um, with a the cheeky Halucha play still, or even right. the Leon play if if everything's going well and you have those combos in your hand. But uh, usually, you can still just two shot it uh, and be okay. Oh uh, yeah, I I agree hundred um, percent. But yeah, I mean that's a pretty good breakdown. Like, I I don't know. Do you feel you- that? I I guess in the community right now, a lot of people are still pretty high on you know Mewtwo Mill Tank. Um, how do you plan on dealing with that? And do, are you worried about that matchup? Um, well, that kind of where Empoleon comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a couple games with Canceling Cologne, which was, uh, it was it did what it needed to do, but it's a one time thing, and then right. it's, it has an issue against other decks because like I stopped Starbirth for one turn because I did it but um you can do those kind of things but uh I I think Empoleon if you can in that matchup uh you just have to pull out the Empoleon at the right time um and then maybe you star portal it all up at once or uh he's real the right if you time it right where they're not picking on it and you bring it up and you KO Mill Tank, uh, then you can kind of just like stay ahead of the game on on the Mill Tank uh, stuff. So, Empoleon just kind of sealed that deal uh, on that for me. Right. But is, is there anything that, I know I was going to ask you because you asked me, uh, is there any matchups you're worried about? Because I know you're on the the like the Arceus train. If yeah, something the, that... like the pseudo ma- mirror match uh, is definitely concerning because. If somebody gets path down first, or they get the, or they get the Pikachu up first, um, or um, the Dar the the Decidueye up first, like you could just fall behind, and and no matter what you do, they'll have answers. Um, we've already kind of talked about Ice Rider Palkia. Um, 
Not that it's unwinnable, um, but it's definitely a hard matchup um, trying to get through there. Um, that's the one thing about my deck is trying to either two-shot and then like just win that two-shot game or take knockouts, uh, Okos, on uh, weakness. There is nothing I'm currently playing right now uh, to hit for weakness, um, nor do I think I'm going to go to the Aegislash tech that some people have brought up to me. <laughs> um, I just don't think that's completely viable i mean i see where they're coming from i just um it just feels bad i guess uh, i think i would rather still have uh the the fighting bird in there other than the sword that hit for weaknesses um that way um but aside from that i one prizers again i don't want to lose to um reggie's like i said i think that leon not leon's hard but um radiant zard box with you know single prize text um, still can be pretty dangerous out there and, and definitely needs to be respected. And I don't really have tank ability because I don't play Sharon's in my deck right now. Um, so something like that is troubling, but we'll see. Hopefully we just miss that kind of uh, matchup um, and go from yeah. there. And I hope I just, you know, I play to the best of my ability. I think that's, I mean, obviously I respect and fear all my opponents to a certain extent obviously i have a lot of confidence in myself um but i i hope i just play clean for the day um and i don't have any like severely horrible hands um and you know that happens from time to time playing Arceus, so we shall see yeah that's what i'm just hoping for like clean starts and and good games the whole way around and uh let the gameplay figure it out um there's a few holes that are in the deck that I would like like to have, like the Stadium War. Like I, that's the one of the things where I don't have room really to right. do everything, and yep. the Stadium War is where I kind of uh, skimped. Yep. So uh, people can kind of do what they want when it comes to stadiums for me. So right, you you <laughs> usually you only play the one of uh, training court in yeah. that deck because um, there's just so much that you need to do in that in the deck. So I I understand. Um, because that happened multiple times on the weekend where they put path down, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> that's there." And then I was just like, "All right, well then." I'd look at cards that like, like, uh, like, all right, well, this star portal is never going to happen because I'm not bumping this. Yeah, um, you're not playing a punkaboo. I have punkaboo, but like, I may have already used punkaboo or, or something like. I just, I, I start be like, 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 well, this isn't going to be useful because that stadium sticking at this point. Right. So, right. Yeah, I, I feel the same. Um, I'm playing Path, um, playing nothing else to bump stadiums currently. Um, I don't believe, um, except for Pumpkaboo. So if you know you prize it or you you know have unfortunate timing on that, um, another thing that is worrisome. But can't live in your fears. You just got to go out there and take it while you have it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yep. You pretty much summed it up right there. So. All right, well, um, that's going to wrap it up for the Baltimore section of this. Um, I'm looking forward to, to the last tournament in this uh, format. There's going to be a lot of uh, fun times to be had um, inside the game, outside, um, just seeing friends again uh, so quickly after last season, but I'm not complaining. I'm loving it. Uh, so let's get the season started and let's get some points, my friend. Yep, that's what I want to do. Come away with points. Definitely. All right, let's jump into our middle of the show shenanigans. 
It's, it's time, time for trivia. trivia. Um, I have an actual trivia question. Do you want me to start with a trivia Oops. question first? Let's go. All you right, sound confident. Right. I have um, I have to figure out exactly how I want to word this. So this is a, a TCG trivia kind of question. Um, can you name me one of three Pokemon TCG cards that were changed? Were well, let me know. Can you name me one of three TCG cards that were either banned or and or changed because of their artwork? It has nothing Ooh. to do with playability. It had everything to do with artwork. And so these cards stayed their original art in Japan. Uh, there, yeah, the original art was different in Japan and changed in the U.S. Well, I think I know why you brought back. this up because I've seen the new Charizard card has a little bit of controversy in that in that art. Um, so there's a some sentiment that I think that there there's a, a good chance that that card will potentially have that same fate. That's an interesting question, though. Um, and are these recent cards or are these cards from yeah, way most back? Most of these are all older cards. Well, I think I, we we were talking to Gumi, uh, you know, playing you know pack battles this weekend, and in our first interview, she said um, one of her favorite cards was that Misty Trainer card, what Premonition. So that would be my guess, uh, the Misty card that she's topless with Starmie. I forget yes, the card's is... name, but that would be the one I think. That is one of the three. So I'll it's give you the, give you the, on that one. It is called <laughs> Misty's Tears. Uh, and it is the most famous one of the three. Mm -hmm. um, and that was censorship because the Japanese art uh, kind of in predicted or depicted Misty as being uh, naked with her trusty Pokemon Staryu, yeah. uh, which uh, was then later changed to just kind of generic Misty art right. uh, with, with tears and such. Um, what were uh, the other two? There was a, another two cards that I saw that were changed. Um, there was uh, Koga's Ninja Trick, which came out in Gym Challenge. Okay. Um, and it was it, it, it's another trainer card, but the original art had a uh, a what do they call it? A, a manji or it's a Buddhist symbol. Okay. Basically, but it. it uh, it's a character thing, but it looked very similar to a Nazi swastika. Okay. Um, which then uh, it was changed in the English version. <laughs> Basically, the only thing on the change was they changed that character out okay. um, on the art so that it wasn't very Nazi-esque. Yes. Which, if you saw the, if you look up the image, you, you'll get it. Uh, it wasn't actually a swastika. It was just something that looks very similar. Very yeah, similar, yeah. Uh, and then the last one was a simple, uh, it was a Moo Moo Milk, uh, the original uh, <laughs> Moo Moo Milk, uh, because uh, I think it was just, it, it depicted a, it was weird, weird art depicting a Pokemon actually like uh, sucking on an a artificial cow udder, some yeah. kind of weird thing. So I can see they where just, they're going there. They just changed it all around. Right. Well, very cool. I, at least I got the most famous one. I feel at least a little smart today. Yep. Well, like I said, like I said, they are all pretty much 
old cards. Uh, I think Pokemon knows their way around art at the moment, so they don't they don't do do that anymore. Right, they've learned their lessons, um, you know, from the early nineties <laughs> and early two thousands, I guess, yeah. or late nineties, early two thousands. All right. All right. Got mine Maybe today with, um, with, with uh, you know, the new set dropping and everything going live on PTCGO. There is a, I guess I'm giving it away when I say I'm picking a Lost Origins card, but I'm going to pick, uh, name this Pokemon this attack belongs to. And obviously it will be standard legal here in a couple of days when it comes to tournaments, but it is already legal on PTCGO. So the Pokemon's attack name is... Worst gift. Worst gift. Worst gift. Oh, that is... I remember this Pokemon. I remember seeing it. I think maybe it's... Is it Sableye? Or is it something different? I think it's something different. Uh, why can't I remember it? can't remember it i can't remember it at all it's totally left it's not sableye but i'm gonna guess sableye well you were really close because you were on the one prize attacker um you know mindset um and mm -hmm. that pokemon of course is mimikyu yes basic basic pokemon worst gift for a uh, colorless and psychic um, 10x damage. This attack does 10 damage for each damage counters on all of your opponent's Pokemon. I knew it was like a purple or a yeah. You were, you were you were skating I, along. I thought you were gonna snatch it up real easy. Um, <laughs> luckily, I, I guess I stumped you there. Yeah, yeah, you got me good. Um, I just uh, I seen that attack. I knew what that was on a Pokemon. It just couldn't yeah, it's, it. I I think it's. Pretty close to pretty playable, especially as I clean up Pokemon uh, alongside like Raihan, um, just getting it powered up, or you can slowly get it powered up. Or are they going to really want to gust around to hit a 70 HP Pokemon, um, or are they going to try to, you know, hit the main main threat? So, um, you know, options there. Yeah. More options, the better. For sure. All right. Let's get into some random card madness. Yes. Random card madness. Random card madness. We have. Uh, I'm going back to the, the Lost Origin set. So we randomly generated a number between 196 cards, which is what we have in this set. And I got card number 156. Now, 156, if you look in your ETB booklet, will bring you to the trainer part. And 156 is the card damage pump. Mm. It's an item card. So I'll read it out for you. So damage pump does move up to two damage counters from one of your Pokemon to your other Pokemon in any way you like. Well, because it says any way you like, um, I think you could, I, I've seen, I can't take 100% credit for this because um I was playing Steve the Good this week uh, at Locals, and he accidentally brought an illegal deck since we weren't supposed to be playing with the new stuff yet. <laughs> but um, he got some bad information, apparently. Um, but he did bring a Zora Arc deck. Um, of course, Zora Arc does 50 times damage for each of your Pokemon that has damage counters on there. Um, so if you 
you couple that with the gape jaw bog um, with Gengar, um, you know, you're, you're damaging yourself for benching basic Pokemon. You add, um, add this pump uh, that we randomly pulled up and you spread your damage and you could very easily uh, get a full bench of Pokemon with at least 10 damage on each of them hitting for max damage, which would be 300 um, before any other additional uh, damage buffs. So seems pretty good. Um, at least in a deck like that, obviously we've seen decks in the past with like Spiritomb and things like that, um, which would be really great for a deck if it came back. Uh, obviously, if you wanted to play Expanded and that was a thing that you wanted to do, um, would be a great card for that deck as well. Um, but yeah, there's definitely uses. I wouldn't say it's in every deck, but it definitely has uses for Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, this damage counter movement shenanigans um, is really good. Um, I think a Jinx back in Cosmic Eclipse had this same sort of ability as a Pokemon, and it was in the decks that that did this damage counter shenanigans. Yep, that like Spirit you said, had, had Spirit that Tomb. I used it in my Primeape deck. That was decent. It was a fun, fun play. Not anything super competitive, but. Um, yeah, this card is going to be something you want to keep around because it's going to enable these different variations of attack, like Zora or V-Star, um, and or maybe uh, a future Spirit Tomb, or uh, the more like more Piku is kind of like the Dark More Piku mm-hmm. has a very similar uh, esque attack uh, that you can yep uh, maybe maybe uh, make use of this damage pump. So this. This is going to be a critical card in those damage countering esque decks. Esque decks. Yes. So um, you're going to want a set of these because at one point in time, there's always going to be a deck like this that can kind of pop off and do well. I agree. Uh, it's definitely not bulk um, once you get you know a set of four or eight at least. But it's a, such a common card that you will probably end up bulking a bunch of them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have over four with my one box, right? So uh, you will probably get plenty, but uh, you'll want plenty because I think uh, you probably have a couple of different archetypes that might use them, and um, you never know. Uh, you might, you never know how crazy some people might make uh, like a healing item, a healing deck, or something like that, mm-hmm. where moving damage counters around just enough might actually make make play in it too, right? Agreed. I think that was a good poll for Random Card Madness. Yeah. And with that being said, let's jump over to Ryan and Turtwig and let's talk the meta. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to <laughs> Turtwig Talks the Meta. This is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as ry for gaming I am joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. This week, we have nine tournaments. 892 unique deck plays and 2,374 matches to cover this week. It's pretty light, but let's hop into those top eights. Starting off, Zorark, Arceus Pikachu, and Palkia Ice Rider all had four top eight placements this week. Giratina had five top eights, Arceus Duraludon had eight top eights, Mew Genesect had 12 top eights, and the top leader for this week, Palkia, had 16 top eights rounding off this week. And that's it for the top eights, so let's hop into those boring meta numbers. All these decks had over a 50% win rate this week, those being 
Palkion Teleon, Mew Genesect, and Arceus Duraludon. Notable changes to Palkion Teleon, Mew Genesect, Arceus Pikachu, the Regis, the Inteleon Charizard box, and Arceus Duraludon. First, Palkion Teleon had an increase in play percentage by 3.5%, Mew Genesect was down in win percentage by 4.5%, Arceus Pikachu was down in win percentage by 6%, the Regis were down in win percentage by 3%, Inteleon Charizard was down in win percentage by 11.5%, Arceus Duraludon was up in win percentage by 3%, bringing it up to the highest win rate this week, being at 56.5%. So, I would like to thank our local group at Heroes Inc. Comics and Four Horsemen Comics and Games by shouting out our local players. Thanks again for showing up, guys. I love and appreciate all of you. I would also like to shout out our juniors and their parents for coming to our Saturday Juniors League at Heroes Inc. Comics. Thank you, guys. You guys genuinely make my weeks better and better by just being wholesome and genuine. I love all of you guys. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. So let's talk about the decks that won this week. All these decks had a single win this week, those being Arceus, Arceus Aggron, Palkia Kyurem. Yes, we have Lost Origin. And all these decks had two wins this week, those being Arceus Duraludon, Mew, and Palkia. That's right, those three took the gold this week, tying it up. So, Turktwig worked hard on getting all this data ready just for you. So if you could let us know on Twitter at RY4Gaming your thoughts on this week's report. That does it for this week's Turtwig Talks the Meta. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. And until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers. Thank you, Ryan, for another great meta report. Um, as always, always fun to hear those. Let's get into the news. Which it's news is time. It's very light. Very sparse and light this week. As I look over the, the, the pokebeach.com where all of our trusted news usually comes from, uh, we uh, not much, not much at all. Uh, the only big reveal that I've seen is a couple things coming to GameStop. And the big thing is the Arceus V-Star Ultra Premium Collection right. uh, has been revealed. And it will be apparently Game Store or GameStop exclusive and it will be costing a whopping 19.99 but what do we get in this for a hundred dollars you said 19.99 it's 99 i mean i meant to say yeah, <laughs> you said, i was like wait what are we, what are we actually, uh, <laughs> so yes it a uh, whopping 99.99 so it's right. going to be 20 dollars less than <laughs> the previous ultra premium collections but right. uh you're looking at um, the metal dice. You're getting a play mat. That play mat is pretty awesome. Yes. Uh, you get, what is it, 15 booster packs. Uh, most of them uh, being Brilliant Stars and Astral Radiance, it looks like. Yeah, there there's is still some... a few Vivid Voltage in there, but it's basically going to be Astral Radiance, Brilliant Stars, and there's actually some uh, uh, Lost Origins as well. Yeah, uh, it looks like... Uh, an even split of the last three sets, and then a little bit of uh, voltage, looks like. But yep. uh, if, if we're to trust the art. Uh, and then you are getting a metal RCSV and a metal RCSV star. 
um, probably akin to the uh, gold, was it gold medal cards that came in the yeah, celebrations? I think the, yeah, those ones were like Pikachu and a ball and a, a Pokeball or something like that. Yep. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I I might be it, getting this. We'll see. Um, although metal, I have a ton of play mats already at this point, um, and I don't think that would be one that I'm like going to seek out to play because you know there are some that I earned, uh, and you know my feeling on you know playing with things you earn. So I, I definitely want to show those ones yeah. off more than it, I will say it is it is different than the if you happen to got the RCS regional map, but it right. is very similar. Yeah, I so, think he's looking more straight at the camera instead of like uh, like yeah. uh the regional one is more like the side of his body um kind of a picture or an angle to him. So I think there's the biggest difference. Um, the box looks a little different too, as well. Uh, maybe it's just the pictures they're doing, but um, I, it could be could be just off on the pictures. But right. everything is metal that you get, everything except for your acrylic V star marker. So yep, they need to make a metal one of those. Well, they do like have a metal, metal one. Corns. When? 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 Uh, it was in. Some, I forget what set it was, but um. One of our locals, Tim, is letting me borrow it for the regional season here, because oh. um, I do not have. I didn't get. It was I an messed. ultra collection of some sort. Uh, I forget uh, where it was. I'm sure somebody uh, listening is is yelling at us as like, of course it's from this set, huh? But yeah, uh, I missed that, but uh, I figured it would be in there, but it is not. Right. Um, but yeah, one little bit more uh, tidbit of news, and this isn't really um, anything pokemon related i guess as far as like new product or anything um but uh it's kind of exciting news for me and i'm not gonna like every episode or anything like shout this out but um i am partnering with one of our local stores at sports card junction um which they are sponsoring me and a couple other locals as well um, to go represent team sports card junction over at you know all these live regionals um so officially part of a team that's um, sponsored me to play some Pokemon. So I'm actually really humbled that they even, you know, offered it uh, to me. And uh, I'm really excited, uh, you know, just to, you know, for this opportunity and, you know, just what this might bring uh, to the future. Um, Cause I definitely love the game of Pokemon. Um, I, I will continue. I, I can see myself continuing to play this even when I'm way too old where people are looking at me like, why are you still playing? Um, and they might still be doing that now. Um, so, like I said, I'm just humbled and appreciative. Um, and if you guys have not already, um, if you're local, please check them out. If not, they have plenty of things online where you can go. Um, and it's not just Pokemon related. Uh, they have obviously sports cards of all different types and um, a bunch of other hobby games, too. So, um, again, thank you, Sports Card Junction. And I look forward to this partnership. Yes. That is awesome. Um, that's going to sum up the news, but I, I'm going to take this time here to make one little like triple P Discord announcement. Uh, uh, our online league that we you can sign in and play. Um, we have one more week left. Uh, I, right. I think I keep I, forgetting to sign up for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna leave it open until this Friday. I think I said I was gonna close it at the release of Lost Origin, but. Um, I'm going to give everyone one more week uh, just to get make sure everyone gets in. Uh, we have plenty of time and everyone's still getting cards 
situated for online anyway. So right. uh, I don't see anyone jumping in ready to play right now anyway. So uh, till the uh, official date here will be the 16th. Yep. Sign up if you really want to play after the 16th. If you didn't have and pricing also so, includes uh, uh, ETB, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So, um, on top of that, you get to put your name on our Triple P trophy, and you'll forever have your name on the trophy. So, yes, um, that that is kind of a cool thing as well. Um, you do not need to be um, local here in Pittsburgh, like we've said in the past. Um, our reigning champion currently is Zordad GX, and he is not from the Pittsburgh area. I believe he is in the Chicago area. So, um, you know, big congrats to him. But like I said, like, you do not need to be Pittsburgh, um, yeah, you know, local and, to, and, you know, join us. And, yeah, if you want to play, if you happen to listen to this up to 16, I can probably squeeze you in. But uh, just sign up if you want to play. Uh, like Jake said, an ETB is the top prize. It's a whole $5 to sign up. Uh, we give away online codes too, depending on how many people uh, show up. Uh, but we will have some online codes to give away as well for just playing. And then, uh, like I said, ETB's top prize, you get your name forever engraved on our trophy that is locally so you can see it. And you get uh, your name called out in our Discord for the entire time that you're reigning if you are not local. So you have some still, some still perk um, of being called out. Uh, maybe not having the trophy right in there, but you will be engraved on the trophy like right. like a Stanley Cup. And so. we've done this in the past for every winner. Um, or, yeah, I think we've had every winner on where if you do win, um, we'll have an episode dedicated just to you. We'll uh, get to know you, what you've been playing, uh, what you know, what makes you tick in the game of Pokemon. So another additional prize. You can be a guest on the show. Yep. All right, that's the only thing I wanted to call out, just to get, see if anyone else wanted to jump in uh, in case anyone forgot. Right. Let's get into the meat of things that you want to talk about after the news. All right. So, again, we kind of already talked um, at length about Baltimore and the meta that is, was, um, it currently is, um, you know, for the last, you know, three months, four months, um, whatever that has been. Um uh, there is, after this weekend at Baltimore, the meta is going to dra uh, drastically change um, with a bunch of new cards that are coming out. We've already kind of touched upon some of them, um, but I want to kind of talk about some of these archetypes, how you feel they're going to be, um, some cards that might go into current archetypes um, or just their kind of place overall. And, you know, we'll just talk about the meta that's going to be um, from, from Peoria on with some of these cards. Well, uh, I'm gonna just open the gate with the the big baddie in the room uh, that is Giratina. Giratina. Um, I go. think that's gonna be your biggest new archetype uh, with the Lost Zone. Now, I have seen smatterings of different builds of Giratina. But there's definitely a few different ways you can build it. Uh, but out of the get, like when once the gun goes off and we're at the races i think out of the get-go people are going to be trying the lost zone and then uh you might see it switch i've seen rcs to giratina i've seen uh just giratina by itself without using the lost engine right um so uh and then obviously with the lost engine i i, I do believe people are going to try and definitely make her work 
Um, that 280 damage is very enticing. Yeah, 280 plus choice belt, um, you know, going to 310. Um, it doesn't, I mean, it's some depending on the build, um, you do want Greninja in there for some consistency engines, but you can very easily uh, tech in a Halucha again if you think it's going to be heavy VMAX or, uh, yeah, VMAX. Um, and kind of going back to, you know, what Luke Morris has said when we had him on, you know, when, when choice belt was first um, kind of announced and coming into the meta where he's like, it's going to be great right now because um, we want that damage boost, but it might not be a great card for the future. And I feel like going into this set is starting to become that, especially with Garatina 280 plus, uh, plus the 30 um, seems pretty strong to be able to basically Oko. So they're either going to have two options where Garatina is just going to be able to Oko things, or they're going to have to continually buff up that damage. And I know they're eventually going to go there with the, with the, um, with some new mechanic coming out with, um, you know, the, 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 the EXs, the EXs coming the out, being oh, able yeah. to have a higher um, damage, um, you know, buff like for the stage twos. Um, yeah. But currently I do feel, I kind of agree with that sentiment where we're starting to get into the zone where the, the choice belt just feels a little too powerful um, in a lot of different matchups. Well, the, the, the good thing that you brought up because you brought up EXs and we're talking about Choice Belt, is Choice Belt is very selective and and it hits it, it's for Vs. Right. So once the EXs do come out, then you might not see this heavy emphasis on on that this. is true. That is true. But uh, I think in the meantime, what I think we've been seeing people get to is uh, using that Tool Jammer. So right, if Tool you're... Jammer, Tool Scrapper are always those sixty first cards though. So yeah. Well, I, I've seen the rather than play choice belts, you play the jammer to stop the opponent's choice belt. So if if the opponent just doesn't have the choice belt, does it benefit you more or does the 30 damage extra for or yourself you, benefit you more? Or you so, just use his GX attack or his, his uh, V star yeah. attack and just instantly KO somebody. Yeah. So a Giratina might be one where you find different tools because 280 is already enough. And then if it has more than 280, that's your target for the, I'm just going to KO you. Attack. Right. And it, it just KOs itself, right? Because they're both 280. Uh, it hits for 280. It's HP is 280. So um, there's that. Um, obviously, big charms are still a thing, um, but those are going to go away, um, you know, at rotation. I feel there's two different builds, and like you said, um, the Arceus build may be a little bit more consistent that early game, um, but you're never going to have the the V-Star attack, basically, because you're never going to get that many cards in the Lost Zone. Um, so that's really not kind of the strategy. You're just hit, trying to hit, uh, I think you talked about it last week, where you're trying to hit that 280-plus choice build um, for knockouts. And it's definitely a viable strategy. Um, I've enjoyed it so far. And not a lot of things knocked out especially without weakness um, or without a lot of a combination of cards. Um, obviously we said Garatina can knock Garatina's out, um, but there's a lot of things that still just have to really stretch to hit that number. Yeah. Uh, but we, we haven't talked about the lost zone um, yet. And I think Garatina is a great way to start with that. Um, so there's a lot of really cool cards um, that I feel are going to have a huge impact on the meta um, in the Garatina deck. 
or even potentially outside as text in normal decks. Um, I, I definitely want to start with the comfies, with the scoop up nets, um, being able just to draw cards, throw things in there um, on in combination with Colrus's experiment, um, really making it easy uh, the chain and get a lot of cards in the discard pile. Um, it's very underestimated how good Colrus has been so far, even though I knew it was going to be a good card. Um, but getting that many cards in the Lost Zone that quickly um, really powers up that Mirage Gate. And that Mirage Gate is busted. And being able to accelerate is always great. Um, and it has a very like uh, Meloetta feel to it because you're you're able mm -hmm. to, you know, put things there but you could use not you say you're going to but you could use mirage gate four times in one turn it's an item yeah, card it's just an item it's, card it's crazy the versatility that that card you know presents um in that deck so you know the combination of those cards um inner working and intertangling um seems still pretty powerful um the, is the comfy going to be um enough right now Maybe not. Um, it still seems like it could still potentially brick a little bit, especially early game. Um, but I feel like that engine um, with Colrus and the Mirage Gate um, in combination with Garatina um, so far seems pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, the the what I like what they've done with the Lost Zone is you you have these uh, like these these stages where you need to get certain amounts of cards in there for Mirage Gate seven. Giratina's attack is 10. Um, but they're, they're, you're working up to it. So there's like, you still, you can like unlock things as you go. Right. And uh, one card that some people haven't been, like Kumpe is a good piece, but then some people is also, uh, well, I've also seen and some other people have pointed out is the Cramorant. It's the single prize Cramorant with the, uh, uh, he has, a, he deals with the Lost Zone because he has an ability that says, if you have four, so you just need four cards in the lot zone. So you're right. That's two one phase and a, and a colrus. Yeah. Something you can do in a turn, um, uh, or just if you went first and whatnot. But four more cards in lot zone, you ignore all energy, and his Pokemon's attack cost. So he attacks free, and this isn't uh, a you know grandiose. It only does 110 damage, but we're talking about. A free attack on a single prize Pokemon that you're just using in the meantime. So you're right. you're sliding up some damage and 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 not and you're not uh, basically putting a Pokemon in the active that doesn't cost you that much. Um, and it's not going to give up a whole bunch of prizes as well. So right, there's there's definitely you know plays you can make. Um, we brought up Mimikyu in the trivia. Um, you know, with Mirage Gate, you're able to power him up pretty pretty good and if you're spreading damage um not taking quite okos um you can still do a lot of damage with that guy um and you know have somebody heavily damaged on the bench and, and maybe get their backup attacker that they're charging up that has a lot of hp and still take them out that way um seems pretty good um what we, you said uh you said there was that other that other single prizer. Um, when you guessed, I forget it right now. It's off, not on top of my head. Um, but oh, is able uh, to do a lot of damage as well, right? Um, I can't remember what Sableye does, but yeah, Sableye. I I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think Sableye um, can do a lot of damage um, and affect the game 
uh, the board state pretty pretty heavily as well. Um, but... uh, another, I mean, there's another Lost Zone card I was thinking of that can really affect the game as well that I think is pretty neat um, is the Shuppet and Bennett mm -hmm. combo with the Bennett. Uh, now, this isn't something that's going to do damage or anything, but Bennett has an evolution ability that when you evolve it, you can put it in the Lost Zone and then you get a supporter from your discard, I believe. I think you search for your discard. Yep, that seems pretty good. Um, um, so you can go back and get that Colrus, and then you're putting uh, two cards in the Lost Zone, getting Colrus, playing it, putting two more cards in the Lost Zone. So there's a lot of ways to accelerate things. They give you a lot of ways to um, kind of accelerate things to the Lost Zone. And uh, I, th I think it could be a really way to fun, fun way to play the game. And even if your deck doesn't revolve around the Lost Zone, like Giratina, I think you could find decks working with the Lost Zone engine in itself. There's two cards I want to talk about that don't specifically work with the Giratina, um, but could go into basically any deck and have um, big plays. Um, that being Lost City, um being able to, to especially against these one prize decks um you're seeing um reggie still see play um plays like that like even early on i was playing against a a radiant zard deck throw a throw a lost city out there take out the charizard and they don't have an attacker after that right because they're trying to continuously chain that attacker um yeah. and well they can't do that anymore um so being able to, to disrupt um Pokemon with abilities like that um, seems pretty good. Um, can be disruptive when they have no recovery option. Um, and another one that's seen some pretty good play, and I've heard rumblings, you know, even you know, with Mudex or anything like that, is is Lost Vacuum. Um, another card that's very key. Um, you know, we always wanted Field Blower back, and this is kind of like that. Not as good as Field Blower, um, but depending on your deck, um, you know. Thinning your hand, you know, is never a bad thing. Discarding, um, uh, especially with the the popularity of the barrel, so um, you can do that in combination. But you can get rid of those path to the peaks. You can get rid of their tool jammers, whatever that card may be. So it kind of frees up decks where they don't have to play the pump kaboo anymore. Um, pump kaboo feels kind of bad because there, he is a liability out there. Not that one prize is necessarily that bad, um, but there's a lot of plays where. People will boss stall the pump kaboo because it's a two retreat cost um, that can just, you know, lose the game for you there as well, uh, especially, you know, late game when uh, a lot of resources are gone. Um, I've, I've definitely won games because of that. Um, so that's another thing to take in consideration um, with, you know, lost vacuum. I think there's a lot of versatility there. Um, being able to bump a tool or a stadium and, you know, Get, get cards in the discard pile. Um, you know, a lot of cards want energies in there, so you can easily just bump an energy in the discard pile and then you know, go from there. Yeah. Uh, not to mention that you, the card, the the item you're getting rid of, whether it's the stadium or the uh, tool, it goes to the lost zone. Mm -hmm. um, so there's low-key plays of getting rid of your own things to accelerate more cards to the lost zone. So. Right. 
Yeah, the, those two cards um, seem like they might see a lot of versatility um, if a deck wants a, a path bump, but um, doesn't have a stadium they necessarily wanted to play. You know, previous to this, um, you know, Lost Cities probably one of the cards that you know might, might want to at least see a one or two of um, play. Um, but I mean, I guess time will tell to see how viable those cards are. But in my opinion, I think those two cards are huge. Yep. I agree. All right. We kind of talked about it earlier with, um, with, uh, just talking about the, the Zoroarks, um, with the, with the random card madness, but that deck, I didn't give it a lot of credit until I saw Steve play it. Um, although even though I ended up winning, um, I really like the deck idea and being able to just take pretty big hits um, for a little bit of effort, but not like anything too crazy. It seems pretty good. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people saw what it has to do and thought it might be too much to do. Uh, too many moving parts, too many things to it, get done. Ultimately might be true, but it's still it's still a big threat on the board. Correct. Um, I think I think people underestimated its speed um, of what it can do, but it still might be its total downfall in that it it might have the speed, but not the consistency of getting that high speed of putting out uh, big damage. Right. Um, and using you know Gengar to help help that out, and and as a this is a really cool idea for a deck. I definitely am going to try out. So it definitely is. Um, I just feel like the two biggest things, especially after rotation, um, it's going to struggle because you know the the fighting weakness um, and yep. RC's decks might just be more consistent anyways, uh, and then just taking pretty easy Okos uh, depending on what's in there, um, and not having to rely on on all that damage onto your own bench. Um, but again, we'll see. Um, time will tell. Yeah, I mean, and you're damaging your own Pokemon, so you are making it easier to KO. <laughs> so right, I think most of those guys don't care as much. But yeah. Um, another deck we need to talk about, and I haven't seen a lot of this one compared to the other two that we just mentioned. Um, at least on the early going of the latter. Uh, but is Gudra, Gudra V Star, um. Just the tank ability of that deck um, seems good on paper. Uh, the energy cost is a little awkward, uh, depending on how you do it. Uh, maybe you want to really lean into that heavy uh, loss zone so you can Mirage Gate and then kind of go from there. Um, and the Fantina. The Fantina, the... yeah. So there's just... The deck seems like it is going to be that like that Luke metal that we used to have right uh, there. You just can never Oko it because it just keeps buffing itself or healing itself or doing something to that effect. Um, but what, what are your feelings on Gudra so far? Um, I think you're right. I think it's going to be that the deck that kind of just like, it's going to sit there and be the wall. And as long as it gets the cards it needs, um, like if it gets the cards in the lost zones it needs, so they can use Van Fantina at the right time, um, it will hopefully prevent enough damage. Uh, and then the Gudra doesn't have any kind of weakness to, to play upon that uh, we kind of see, like, if you 
look at like uh, another deck to try the wall things, like a Stone Journer deck. Uh, it just auto loses the grass because it can't do anything about the weakness right. uh, at the moment. Uh, Gujar doesn't have to worry about that. Um, so it just has to see the cards that it wants right. um, when it needs to. Right. It, time will tell. Um, obviously, very, very early in the in the meta uh, for, for these cards. But um, lots of potential for all three uh, to be effective in their own ways. Um, I, I will say that a lot of the, like, Fantina and I think some of its other protections come from attacking V poke Like, it's protecting itself from V Pokemon attacking it, which is a high percentage of the meta. Mm-hmm. But if we find any kind of other cards that, uh, like single prizes that, that do like a radiant Charizard or something like that, things like that that become super popular, then it's not going to have as much wall power because most of it is protecting itself. Like Fantina is just V Pokemon and, and things like that. So, right. agreed. Um, another deck that we already kind of talked about, Tina. Um, but one weakness, depending on the build, uh, especially if you're going straight, just Garatina with Lost Zone. Um, if you play against one uh, one prizers, you're just never going to have enough energies to, to keep up with that race most, most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, not discarding, but just throwing them in the Lost Zone. Even with your, your V-Star power, that saves one turn of the energy disruption. Uh, but it feels like that deck needs at least one or two single prize attackers just to deal with uh these one prizers just and it's not even just the prize trade it's just being able to um conserve energies because yeah. 13 well, energies I, goes away really quickly if, yeah. you, if you're putting two at a time in there uh i mean you have to have 12 energies in the deck because you put two at a time yeah uh at giratina and that's you need 12 energies to hit six times and right. so if you put one extra energy, if you only have 12 in the deck, you put one energy in there off of a Colrus's experiments or something like that, then you can't attack six times. You're right. down to five. I mean, you're very likely never going to get six if you're going with Colrus, if you're going with other uh, other plays, uh, the Comfies, because yeah. you can e- very easily draw into two uh, and have to discard one of them. So um, again, there, there are a couple of texts that I have in mind that I don't want to quite say yet that kind of go well with Tina. Um, that I potentially might be playing at Peoria. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> right. So I I I, I, I won't make you tell bit, us. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep a little <laughs> bit close to the chest. Um, you know, we're pretty open here at Triple P, but you know, sometimes you know, with these the new meta, um, there's Peoria a couple is ideas. A thing coming into in three weeks. In so three, yeah, is it three weeks or is it yeah? It's, it's two weeks more. after Baltimore, so you right. have about a week to Baltimore. So oh my. It's just crazy how fast this is uh, This is coming up, but I'm pretty excited. Um, so I know you're not going to Peoria, but if you were going to Peoria, what kind of deck would you be bringing? What would you lean on? Um, I would, so I would go hot and do something. I would, I, I would trust, I would play on the fact that it is new and people don't know how to play against it. Right. Hopefully, I mean, we would have two weeks, well, three weeks of playing online, but you might hopefully catch people off guard playing in person yeah, with I something mean, new. 
I think you're definitely never going to catch people that are going to make cut off guard with that. But yeah. in those early rounds, especially, you know, those, you know, I would say we're slightly above average players um, need all the advantages we can. You know, we're not, you know, we're not the Azuls of the world where, you know, no matter what deck you're just going to basically win with. Uh, yeah. So I think I would agree with you and I'm pretty sure I'm going to go um, with something new now that I kind of, since I got really lucky with some pulls and some pretty decent trades, didn't have to spend a, a whole lot of money. I almost have all three of those decks we talked about um, ready to go, at least. Um, yeah, my so my choice is, I think I would go, I'd have to play it more, but I would lean towards a Tina archetype at the, mona, at the moment. Um, I think that's going to be your most consistent option, and probably, I think it'd be the one that will maybe catch a lot of people off guard because you're using a lot of the new tricks mm-hmm. um, from Lost Origin. Um, and I mean, like you said, that that new tricks are only going to get you so far. Like you're not going to like count on new tricks getting you into like the top eight. Like right. so those new two tricks is, still they, need to be, be about being able to play the deck right. Like, um, but uh, yeah, I, that's what I would go with. I, I think that Tina archetype is the best best of the bunch out of lost origin right um right now and you know going way back to you know when raquaza came out and how hyped i was for that i think although i was fooled about how easily that damage output could be put out there um the one thing that really speaks to me and excites me about dragon type is is the no weakness and no resistance um to anything um, a lot of these RCS decks uh, are definitely are just playing on that weakness, and sometimes you feel bad because you feel like you over you you know you're outplaying your opponent, but just because they have a weakness advantage, it's just um, you know too much to overcome. There isn't that with Garantina, so I think that's a, a huge thing. Uh, we'll just see if this attack um, is reasonable enough to hit consistently. And early testing um, in both archetypes, either with Arceus and or um, the Lost Zone uh, mechanic, it does seem like it has some viability and staying power. Uh, I know with with uh, Rayquaza, it was really early on in testing where I kind of felt like, ooh, this isn't it. It's not c- quite hitting. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have that feeling with, uh, with Garatina at all. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that and not having to worry about weaknesses um, and just kind of just, just just making, you know, game decisions and that being the overall outcome on the game uh, feels good. And that's kind of where I'm leaning. Good. Um, yeah, that's I'm with you on that one. So I can't think of anything else off the moment that I would think of that I would want to play. Um, I mean, RCS I, is always a good thing. Um, another deck we need to talk about that's coming off really uh, heavy right now, and it's very similar to a deck that's being played right now, um, is the the Palkia Ice Rider. Um, but Kiram seems to be just that better fit, um, a higher damage cap, um, kind of he can support himself a little bit too, um, in combination with the Rangaru there uh, and the ability. Um, overall, I've been pretty impressed with it. I haven't played it myself, but I played against it. Um, 
And it's kind of been a little bit of a bummer going into, you know, trying to test for Baltimore playing on ladder a couple times and running into these decks that you won't see and knowing that <laughs> this isn't a deck that I'm going to be playing or represent, uh, but still just playing it out and just seeing how consistently Kiram gets out there and just hits for big, big numbers. Um, that might bring some more viability to, um, to, Di- to what Diago, right? We haven't talked about Diago yet. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know what, I mean, Diago has been pretty good at the moment, but I don't know what Tiaga gets on top of anything just in Lost Origin, but nothing uh, really. Uh, although it just hits for weakness uh, over that. Plus, I mean, Tiaga is just one of those decks where you hit the nuts, you hit the nuts. You go through half your deck that first turn. Uh, if you get the right combination of cards, you just seem like that you're going to win no matter what. Um, and if 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 Ice type um, are going to be you know prevalent in the meta. If Kiram's really taking these Okos against a bunch of different things, um, we you might see more of these uh, Diagos pop up. Yeah. There's a there's one archetype I did see on uh, the Twitter sphere, Pokemon Twitter sphere, that I would like to try, and that is that amazing Reshiram Lost Zone right um, arc, like the the deck box. I guess it's not really a deck, a, a box anymore. It's just uh, Reshiram, but then you're you're trying to get to the Mirage Gate. Yeah, to, Mirage to Gate use. is a busted card. Yeah, um, you're just you're just trying. To... If they ever add any other cards like Colruses or 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 Comfies there, um, getting set was it seven in the discard pile doesn't. It's not that hard, yeah. <laughs> especially if you go first. Uh, getting Reshiram out there reasonably attacking his you know you know turn two um yeah i mean yeah, i think dangerous. i saw it you, you use it's all single prizes so you're forcing your opponent to take six prizes it runs a couple cramorants uh you go through rush ram once i mean you, you can start turning rush rams on like clockwork with mirage gate uh i think it runs the charizard still anyway because right. at one point in time you can turn that on with one fire energy as well and you Mirage just start hitting, works on Charizard too. Yeah, and yeah, and you just uh, hit big numbers uh, pretty easily once you gate the energy that odd energy cost onto it. So right, yeah, I Mirage gate. It, I just, it's just crazy to me um, being able to accelerate two energies to any Pokemon any way you like. Um, it it really opens up for um, a deck builder's you know paradise because they can play cards like that that have awkward energy costs um and make it more reasonable and especially cards that are in your deck you don't need them in your hand uh, so you can literally go into your deck find that fire find that metal or whatever uh weird cost that goes to whatever pokemon you're going to so um i think you're going to see a lot of mirage gate uh, in the you know the next year i just had an idea maybe i maybe i play Rayquaza with the Lost Zone engine and just gate the energies on it. And Rayquaza's top tier. We'll see. <laughs> you just want... <laughs> uh, the, the bet is still I, I, on if you ever win a region. Rayquaza is still legal. I will be ever, always trying to think of ways to make that card play. I'll just so, one-shot you with Tina. <laughs> e, e, no. Yeah, with my ability, bud. Oh, yeah, the ability, yeah. <laughs> How are you going to take that? Take it. <laughs> uh, 
Big Paracel. Tool scrapper. <laughs> Lost vacuum. <laughs> Lost vacuum. <laughs> I'm All out right. of options. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're out of options. Exactly. <laughs> All right. With that being said, I think that's going to do it for us for this week's episode. I want to say thank you, Chuck, as always, for hanging out and talking some Pokemon with me. Uh, it's always a blast. I always enjoy it. Thank you for hanging out and talking Pokemon with me. Anytime, my friend. And thank you, everybody, for staying till the end and listening. Um, and hopefully we don't have any more snafus this week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all ready to not edit this podcast because we didn't make any mistakes. We actually didn't. <laughs> Yay. Now I have to edit this out. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Pinux1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming you can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later. <laughs>